Cocky sing like a stretch. When you give me pussy, keep it a stage. Come fuck with that team with your badness. You too sexy for them with them problems. Me want you just for myself, me not lie to you. You pump pump up me like Will Smith, babe, slap a guy for you. The pump pump you can't cut in a two. The way you fit in a you just like glue. A fireworks me explode, girl, when me slide on you. Come on, man. Well, if a back shot right, just give me that one. Wrap your legs around my waist, finish a knock shot. Ah. Around my waist, everything sanction. You be the right one. Cocky sing like a stretch. When you give me pussy, keep it a stage. Come fuck with that team with your badness. You too sexy for them with them problems. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That's Six Deuce Sync. I'm starting to play some of these Toronto records because they ain't getting flagged by you too. We love to see it. Uh, but here's the intro. That's the wrong number. Oh, episode 119 of the Tall, Dark, and Ratchet podcast. I'm your host, Marcel Williams, and it is a beautiful Sunday. It is a very interesting summer so far that has been kicking off. You know what? We're actually going to stay. It's always funny when you stumble on some shit on Sunday right before you're about to record and it just makes you scratch your head. So here's a clip I stumbled on, grace and courtesy of TikTok. Um, I don't know why I feel like other podcasts don't like to play other podcasts because it promotes other podcasts. But, you know, look, I don't give a fuck. If the content makes me chuckle, I'm here to play it for you. So here's a clip from... Uh, I believe the it's called Saving Grace Pod, and it's uh, you know um, an adult star talking about her experience. So here's a clip for you. Oh my god! Do you know I had to design a? Shut up! Oh, I don't have my bag with me, but I actually have my labia in a jar. Got to go. Got to go. Cut the cameras quick. What do you mean? I don't have it. How did you like? Did you ask for that or did they go, do you want it? No, I did ask for it because I thought I could sell it. But then it's actually like in this liquid called formidahide, which they preserve dead bodies in, which is really dangerous. And I'm scared that if someone eats it, I'm gonna get sued. Listen, oh my God, did it hurt? Yeah, I'm guessing it did hurt. What's the recovery process for getting a designer? So I actually had my labia trimmed, right? Because I was always really self-conscious about my vaginas. Where I had worked with a lot of girls, they all had these idyllic, tiny, innies and all that and mine was like one side was bigger than the other bit but it's normal (laughs) it's normal and i had fat put on the outer parts so it's puffier hey yo yo yeah amazing (laughs) yo 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 a lot to unpack from what we just heard there, ladies and gentlemen. But again, and, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, okay, how is he going to spin this one to hate on women? Well, look, it's not that I'm here to hate on women. It's the double standards that I, I dislike because this woman said that she had a little bit of excess lip, you know, a little bit of uh, RB sandwich, if you catch my drift. So she said to herself, I'm going to try to, you know, shave this off so that I could 
resemble a little bit more like the other women that she had worked with that had the innies, right? Now, look, everyone has their body dysmorphia to an extent. They are self-conscious about certain imperfections or whatever the case is. Myself, personally, listen, I've had some great times with some of those, you know, those lippier ones. But regardless, it was something she wanted to get taken care of, and she did. Now, she took it a step further and decided to put it in a jar. Now, this is where the double standard comes into play. There is a demand for that. I'm sure of it. I haven't looked it up. I haven't done the research, but I'm almost 100% certain that if an adult star decided to sell her labia on eBay or OnlyFans or wherever she was trying to make this transaction happen somewhere on the black market, there is a guy somewhere. I don't know where. I would assume it's somewhere in the south of the United States. And he would want to drop every cent that he had remaining in his bank account to get his hands around that jar. The double standard is if a guy was to slice off his foreskin and put that shit in plasma in a jar, you think anybody's trying to buy that? No, 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 no. And it almost makes me want to do the social experience. But the problem is I'm already snipped. I didn't have the choice. My parents never asked me, hey, uh, you might want this foreskin one day. So we'll just keep it in a whatever that uh, fermentadine or whatever the hell she put that shit in the Aquafresh. She had that thing fermenting in a jar. My parents never gave me the option that one day maybe somebody would want to purchase my foreskin, my excess meat. Very, very crazy. Um, that I, I didn't watch the entire podcast. I watched another clip from it. And she also spoke about how she had essentially a botched BBL where she and her experience, like from what I hear, it sounds like a very crazy process. Sounds very uh, not worth it when you think about the fact that she wasn't happy and satisfied with it. Like she tried to get her cheeks upped they sucked out some juice from certain areas to try to plump things up and didn't didn't unfold the way she she was expecting but look i will never be the person to tell somebody what they should and shouldn't do with their bodies your body your choice however i don't know if slanging your labia online i don't know how i feel about that i'll let you guys decide whether that's appropriate or not anyways um Hope you guys are all doing well. I did not have as hectic of a week last uh, this week that just finished as I did the the week prior. Um, I only did one shoot, which was fun. It was uh, just some photos for uh, Steam Whistle. And uh, it was cool that I was the only male talent that they had there. They had three other women come through. Um, so I don't know if it was girls day out and I just happened to be there. Um, or I don't know, maybe I'm one of the girls, but either way, it was a cool shoot. Um, everyone there was nice. Got to try a Longanisa hot dog, which I would recommend. I was a little bit on the fence, came out a little bit too light skinned. I thought it was going to be a bit more on the reddish side, similar to those classic little tiny Longanisas, but regardless, it was good. Um, as opposed to the week prior, and I didn't talk about it. Um, cause it was still fresh. I unpacked it with my therapist today. So now I feel like I can kind of address it a little bit because sometimes you, you, you catch yourself in these moments and you think to yourself, like, was I out of pocket? Was I in the wrong? 
And I do take some accountability. I'll never say that, you know, I was entirely not to be blamed. But my issue was this. There was a couple of young ladies. And the reason I say young ladies, they were born in 96. I'm born in 87. Do the math, people. I am old. So, however, did they look like they were born in 96? Mm, I won't say anything else. So these ladies decide that they are going to have this, uh, you know, healthy little debate amongst themselves about the lack of representation for female artists in Canada. That's where the conversation started. So then I chimed in because, you know, I'm a little bit of a geek when it comes to Canadian music. I have a little bit of experience being that I worked in radio and had to play a certain amount of Canadian music and research uh, up and coming artists and so on. Now, I actually interjected in the conversation to actually give the point that they couldn't even name themselves, these two, these two girls, artists that deserve the acclaim that they felt wasn't being given to them. So then I threw in a couple of names and they were like, oh, you actually are, are driving our point um, better than we are, right? So then I later on went and said, well, if we're talking about hip hop in particular, and I just recently saw, I don't remember where it was. I think it was a, a podcast. It might've been Academics and Lil Yachty where women in hip hop traditionally adopt the male bravado in order to be able to um, to succeed in that lane. Because it is a very, you know, aggressive kind of style of music. So the conversation then pivoted into, um, I wanted to give an analogy saying, well, I mean, do you think that the same thing applies to the WNBA? Now, the reason I brought this up is because I had a point that I wanted to land on, which I never ended up getting a chance to, be, and which I'll explain why. But my whole reasoning in bringing that up is that they themselves don't watch the WNBA. And they're like, well, I don't even like, I don't even like sports. I don't watch sports. Okay, so if you're two people who believe that the WNBA should receive just as much attention and as a claim as the NBA, yet you yourselves do not watch it, doesn't that invalidate exactly what it is that you guys are, are arguing about? So sometimes I think people just want to argue just for the sake of uh, defending a cause, not really actually doing the research as to why something is the way it is. When it comes to you know, the workforce, I believe that women should be getting paid as much as men. If you're doing the same job, absolutely. If we're both accountants, you should be getting the same amount of money. But when it comes to certain things, and this is not me saying that, you know, women are inferior because I'll, again, once I get to my point that I'm landing on, it'll make a little bit more sense. But when you look at the NBA, what makes it so popular, right? One example that I gave was, look, I mean, it's, it's a cheap shot, but slam dunks. If there was more slam dunks in the WNBA, it'd probably be more exciting to see highlight reels. It'd be more exciting to see, uh, you know, for the gameplay, right? You, you got to take into account that most people become fans of a sport when they're pretty young. So if I'm a kid, right, it's easy for me as a, if, if, and this is all assumption, but if I was a young girl and I saw a Serena Williams, a Venus Williams, and they were just crushing it on the tennis court right? They're destroying men, women, you name it, right? I could be like, look, I want to be like that one day um, because that's not really something where, you know, men are doing crazier things than women on the tennis court. 
it's a pretty straightforward sport. Very challenging, but pretty straightforward in terms of, you know, uh, being a level level playing field. But when we start talking about basketball, where the net is, the rim is 10 feet up in the air, you can't change that and make it lower because all of these women who've, since they were children, practiced on a 10-foot rim. So anyone who's used to shooting a three on a 10-foot rim or you know a layup on a 10-foot rim, you now have to adjust your entire gameplay according to this adjustment. So... All, all that to be said is that, look, I wish I could say that the WNBA deserves the same amount of attention, but the, the simple fact is, is that they are physically not as, uh, I don't even know what the word to use is without offending people, but like, they just, they're just not the same. Like a LeBron James spends $1.5 million every single year on his physical form. He's a monster. He's huge. He's humongous. How many women do you see that are LeBron James's size? And that's the thing. If, if I saw more, you know, lady versions of LeBron, if I seen LeBronita James and she was just this massive dominant force, fuck yeah, I'm watching the WNBA. I don't care if you got a Nana or if you got a Willie. At the end of the day, I'd actually much prefer, I, I like watching um, volleyball more, uh, the, the female volleyball more than male volleyball because, you know, they just look better. They're doing the exact same thing, but they just look better. So all that to be said is this. There's always going to be some disparities when it comes to certain fields. So I just showed you a clip again of uh, an adult actress. Now porn, whether however you feel about the porn industry and all of its, you know, the, the fuckery that takes place in it and so on and so forth, look at the stats for even an OnlyFans, right? Let's say it's just a masturbation. We're just looking at the masturbation thing. We don't want to go into all the kinks and all the, you know, where, where women and men are being disrespected in certain scenes and so on and so forth. I'm not even talking about that. Let's just talk about the solo lane, right? Webcams, OnlyFans. Do you think that men are as equally desired as women? And of course, the argument can be like, well, yeah, well, that's part of the problem. You guys are always sexualizing women. Okay, cool. However, I've seen a lot of adult actresses pivot into other things. You know, they flick their bean for a few years and, you know, they, they gain a certain amount of notoriety and, and income and then they pivot into something else. Very rarely do you see anyone pivot from uh, pornography when they're male into something uh, profitable where they can thrive after the fact. I know porn stars who, you know, they have podcasts, they're, um, they're writing books and stuff, and these motherfuckers are having a hard time. Nobody cares about what happened to that male porn star later on in life, but people still care about Mia Khalifa. People still care about um, Lana Rhodes and so on and so forth, right? So it's, there's always going to be something that people excel in and that, you know, others don't. Like, I think when it comes to law, I think that we're going to see a huge change in the next five years where women are dominating that space. Cause women are smarter. Let's be honest. Y'all got the brains. Y'all got the brains, the boobs and the butts, everything that starts with a B except for balls. So anyways, the whole point of me bringing this up is that I was having this argument. I never got to my porn analogy or, you know, any other things that I could have even tried to dig myself out of the hole. 
these women called me arrogance, told me I was, you know, yelling at them that I was just trying to be right for the sake of being right, that I enjoyed putting down women. And that's not the case. To me, I'm very passionate when I speak about anything. So it was just, uh, you know, a, a very, you know, passionate dialogue about something, but we could have been talking about anything. I could have been talking about candles and essential oils, and I could have got just as passionate. I would have, I would have caped for eucalyptus to the end if they would have brought up lavender. I would have been like, no, lavender is mid. I would have been real passionate. That's just how I speak. Now, I think it's important to note too that the person who decided to chime in and say that I was being too loud, that I was being too arrogant, she was a young white girl with short hair. And I have nothing against this person. And I did apologize for being arrogant because the one thing that I said that was out of pocket was, yeah, you know, it's okay to be wrong. Which again, the delivery of it probably wasn't necessary, but I felt in that moment that they were arguing with, with no data and they just really didn't want it to be that I was right about the WNBA not being as alluring as the NBA. And that's where, you know, I, I feel like everyone's entitled to get frustrated, but it was almost like she weaponized the fact that I was so boisterous and passionate against me when in reality, it's like, okay, but when I was caping for women with the exact same passion at the beginning of the conversation, you didn't really feel like you had that same type of energy. So I just felt like that was a little bit biased and uh, I really want to just get that off my chest. So I did, there we go. Um, but back to the, the, the degeneracy here. So I think that I'm going to start, um, sleeping with women that I find weird just to, you know, pick at their brains a little bit. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through some of these profiles on these dating sites and I'm looking at them and I'm like, nah, I have nothing in common with this person. But then I'm like, why wouldn't I try to, you know, get to know somebody like this if I have nothing in common with them? And to be more specific, I swiped on a profile and it said that she was a witch, right? She had all these kind of like crazy tattoos. The makeup was a little bit off. Um, but I, I'm like, I've, I've dated somebody who was a cosplay and that was rough just because their logic of thinking was just kind of all over the place. This is again, nothing against people with cosplay or whatever. She was very unique in her, in her uh, POV, but I think I might gain some life experience dealing with a witch. And I'm sure Halloween would probably be kind of lit too. So I think I'm going to be a little bit more open-minded uh, in terms of who I decide to uh, nestle up with in life. But yeah, that's just a, a random shower thought for you. Now, here's the thing, bro. PETA's got to chill. PETA is actually the biggest clout chaser I've seen in a while. So there was this tweet that came out. Let me pull it up here. Now, if you haven't seen the new Churchill Downs music video, Drake, Jack Harlow, they went to the uh, Kentucky Derby. PETA sent out a tweet that said, profiting off the abuse of others isn't acceptable, Jack Harlow. We're asking you to donate the proceeds of Churchill Downs to thoroughbred aftercare, such as, and then the at uh, TB aftercare, to help the over 7,500 US thoroughbreds exported for slaughter each year. Then they continue and they, they post a clip of the video and I think maybe post it on their Instagram and it says, your video featuring Drake is missing something, Jack Harlow. This glamorized portrayal of Churchill Downs fails to show the most memorable moment of the 2022 Kentucky Derby when the winning horse was repeatedly hit in the face after the race. While you sing all 
about all your success. Some horses forced to race in the Kentucky Derby are abused, drugged, and killed. Now, <coughs> I don't want to invalidate anything that they're saying. There's facts to what they're saying. But come on, PETA. This is cloud chasing at its finest. There's so many things that are like, why wouldn't you go at the Kentucky Derby directly? Which I'm sure that maybe they are, right? But don't come at Jack Harlow. This is the man who's now the face of fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken. He's the new colonel. And you think that the new colonel is going to be your PETA savior? Like he's going to be like, you know what? You're right. All of my proceeds, the millions of dollars that I make off of this record with the number one artist on the planet, I'm going to donate all of that money to these horsies because it hurts your feelings that they're out here getting hurt. I hope you guys are keeping the same energy for, what's that man's name? Cumberbatch, the dude who, uh, who's uh, Doctor Strange. There was that movie that he was Oscar nominated for. I don't know if he won or what if that movie won anything or whatever. I haven't even seen it yet. But apparently he was out here really beating horses. And he claims to be an ally of PETA. So it's like, look, bro, like, what are you hoping to gain from this? Like, okay, so now he donates to uh, these horses. Then what? Then he's going to start donating to chickens because of his KFC affiliation? Like, come on. If anything, the Kentucky Derby should be like, you know what? We're, we're going to absorb the L on this one because he had nothing to do with these horses uh, being abused. It's not like he had in his video, you know, when these like Drake's like uh, whips like a dominatrix whoosh, and then they go and whip fucking number five. Whoosh, Take this long shoe, whoops, spit in their faces, right in the horse's mouth. Like, no, they weren't depicting that. They're just beautiful animals in the background for this Kentucky Derby. So it's like, come on, bro, pick your battles, pick them right. That ain't it. Come for me, PETA. Try to cancel me. I dare you. Um, but yeah, so all that to be said. Um, if you're going to have a debate with me, just understand that it's all in jest. Um, I don't mean to offend you. I am in the, the, the hunt and the pursuit of witch pussy. So if you happen to know somebody who is casting spells or putting hexes on people, send them my way. And, uh, hot boy summer continues. I have, uh, I will say this though. I, I do have a soft spot for someone. Aww. Um, and uh, I don't know, I, I want it to flourish, but at the same time, um, I don't want to force things. I don't want to make it seem as if I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. So for the time being, I'm just living, man. I'm just trying to be free. I'm just trying to enjoy myself. So uh, if you see me outside, you know, just give me a high five and let me go on my merry way. Actually, I don't know where your hands have been. So let's probably not do that. Um, oh, and also I ran up on a, a shorty last night and... Uh, you know, she told me everything about meeting a stranger was weird. The one thing that she chose to omit after we exchanged social media was, yeah, you guessed it. She has a whole boyfriend. So guess what I did? Slid in her DMs. Still waiting, but we'll see. I'm not here to try to ruin relationships, but at the same time, I ain't the one cheating. So it is what it is. But anyways, uh, that's it for me. I am going to a lickety split because uh, I think I'm going back outside. So if you see me outside, you know, just... Give me the little, uh, you know, little fake salute with the two fingers. That, huh? I acknowledge your existence. Uh, but yeah, like, subscribe, don't report, don't block. Um, but yeah, follow and do all that fun stuff and share with a friend. And I'll see you all next week. Peace.